Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show as we head into uh, the, uh, truly, the, the countdown to Christmas now, I'm I guess. telling you, yeah. Ooh, buddy. Um, we'll, we'll get into a number of things, but Mark, something over the weekend, and you and I both said, he was still alive. Bob Dole passed away. Yes. And yeah. I'm not knocking it. The man was 98 no, years old. No disrespect. Just None he's at all. been completely out of the spotlight. We yes. haven't seen him for so long. It's and it's one of those situations that happens from time to time. It could be a politician, it could be a celebrity, and then yes. they pass away and they go, Wow, they were still around. Right. Yeah. And I the reason I brought it up is I thought I'm not a Biden fan by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but when he ordered flags at half staff, you know, mm. I thought that was not just respectful. Uh, but it should have been done anyway. Yeah. But because of how politicized everything is, I actually, for a moment, was almost surprised. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that get weird when you're surprised yeah. by something that should be expected, you know, right. for somebody of yeah. his stature, former yeah. vice president, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. But anyway, we've got a lot to go through today. Yeah, but thought we I would yeah. throw that out there. And, uh, you know, every uh, year, today being December 6th, tomorrow is yeah. the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. That's right. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, every year around December 7th, I think of Bob Dole and some of those wow. politicians and major celebrities that actually were involved in World War II. Yeah. So we've got that going. Yep. All that coming up. It is the Mark and Max Show. Thanks for joining us. LifeRadio.fm. Ye old Mark and Max Show. Oh. Oop, wrong button. Ah, the wrong one. <laughs> I did. I hit the wrong button. I didn't. Ch- <laughs> Hang on. Okay, uh, I had to redeem myself. Thank you. Well, that's okay. I'm with you, Bert and Ernie. You know, not you got nothing on us. But there are uh, reports almost every day if you look for them. Okay, about yeah. counterfeit money, uh, mm-hmm. fake money being presented, right. and it's kind of interesting to me because of how people react to this. But this story that Mark sends yesterday says fake bills reported in Maine, mm-hmm. and I thought, wouldn't it be funny, Mark, if you were just into practical jokes, if you Actually, it used you know because using your computer you can create anything, but create like a fake bill, okay, mm-hmm. for just something that people might normally have, you know, just something weird, and just send it out, mail it out to a bunch of people, and just see how many would reply. Wow, yeah, you know, like I'd send you a bill for sixty nine dollars and thirty eight cents for some, you know, oh. and and have a contact number on oh, there, you know, I see what and just doing, yeah, yeah, and just <laughs> see what you would do. I'm not saying to rob anybody. I'm not talking about thieving. I'm just yeah. as a practical joke. How many people? would pay it versus how many would go, what are you talking about? Yeah. And just, anyway, so when you say fake bills reported in Maine, that was my first weird thought, what's not weird, money. What's weird is, is, is it this, what we're doing here is actually a business, right? As well as, as what you as, as ministry yeah. oriented, it's still a business. And the thing is that I get that I get all the mail, right? Right. <laughs> I get stuff all the time that looks like it's a bill, right? It just looks like here, this is, this is how much this costs and you need to do this. And I'm like, what, what? Oh, right. you're tr- they're tr- they're trying to sell stuff. So they use the they yeah. use that same tactic to try to sell sell me things. Like, for example, you know those uh, those posters you see in the back room at every business, the uh, like the OSHA posters. Yeah, that you know, like if you fall, if you're yeah. cut, you know, all that kind of stuff. I get they're trying to sell me that stuff all the time, all the time. I mean, if I want to warn you about a slick spot, I'll tell you why we're here. Hey, there's yeah. a there's a spill in the kitchen. Don't go over right. there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's the two of us. I'm not yeah, buying a hundred dollars worth of posters for the two of us. Come on, come <laughs> on. 
Wow. Anyway, this is about a different kind of bills. It's uh-huh. about counterfeit money, sort uh-huh. of, so to speak. And we had a story like this one not long ago. The town of Bucksport in Maine is warning local businesses to be on the lookout for fake money. The town recently discovered what they say is a significant number of fake $1 bills <laughs> that had been accepted at both the town office and the town transfer station. The bills have the words motion picture use <laughs> printed across the top. They're movie money. The town says most places check bills 20 bucks and larger, but the, they're urging close scrutiny of all money. Bucksport police yep. are investigating the fake money, and, uh, and it's still not clear where it's coming from. My first thought was, why would you waste the time to do dollar bills? And I as I thought, but Mark, as I thought that, I went, wait a minute, they, would, they wouldn't get checked. They would not be under the same scrutiny. Yeah. So, but these, now, okay, you're using something that on it does not claim to be real. It's yeah. saying yeah. motion picture use. It's saying yeah. basically this is funny money. Yep. And if somebody exchanges, if I use this to buy my juicy fruit, am I the bad guy? <laughs> if you take it, if you accept this as payment, I mean, isn't it real? <laughs> I'm just thinking, who's the genius behind this? I mean, how much of this do you actually actually have to pass to make it worthwhile? Well, so how much was that? $512. Okay. One, two, uh, three, four, five. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We appreciate it. And we do appreciate it if you take a moment and uh, we'll share with friends, hey, listening to the Mark and Mag Show, you know, LifeRadio.fm. Uh, just post it on Facebook and, you know, move on with your life. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we just appreciate it. But over the weekend, um, Braylon was under the weather coughing. Aww. But yeah, I know we all deal with this from time to time. And, uh, while we were, I was sitting with him yesterday, drinking my coffee, and he's on the couch, right? And it's just the two of us, and he's watching stuff on TV. So, you know, I'm, I just, I can't stand this anymore. I can't stand what he's watching. It's just driving me crazy. <laughs> so I've got my phone, you know, and <laughs> because you have apps for everything on TV, you can yeah. watch, you know. And so, Mark, you know, what I ended up watching yesterday. Oh, no the doubt. original, the original um, Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston. Wow. Yeah, and. I haven't seen this movie in forever, okay? Yeah. And as I was watching it, I'm not kidding. I was sitting there. I was really engrossed in it. I was like, this is really cool, you know, yeah, the way yeah. it was done. And anyway, it was just, I, you know how it's going to end. You know all the, you know, there. but there was the one scene in it that just cracked me up. And it's when it, it's the part right before he actually speaks, you know, and tells them to take it, their hands yeah, off of him. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's when he's trying to escape the apes and they're having an ape funeral, you know? Right. And, yeah. uh, he's, he never met an ape. He didn't like, you know, uh-huh, <laughs> a gorilla yeah. among gorillas. And it was just so cool. <laughs> it was like, they really, they did this whole movie and it was like, there was so much tongue in cheek. They had to be laughing under that mask, but you know, it was just funny. <laughs> and I didn't watch any of the, uh, I didn't watch the newer versions that they've done in the last 20, you know, yeah, however yeah. many years, you oh, know, that's, even that's been a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Anyway, I thought I might have to do that now because I didn't realize how I forgot how much I enjoyed them. Yeah, really, really did. Yes. Hmm. And it, but it reminded me that back in the day when you were at WDJC in Birmingham, didn't yes. Charlton Heston come to the radio station and have a car wreck in the parking lot? Like I don't ding somebody's car. I don't remember that. Oh, uh, OK. I don't. <laughs> OK, so somebody lied to me then. I, yeah, Charlton Heston backed into a car in the parking lot. 
I, I really, I, he, it might have happened when I wasn't. It was there. his driver. Okay, yeah. it wasn't him driving. Yeah. It was somebody else. Right. But yeah. He was in town for something, and yeah, because I was there off and on. Yeah. You know, not, okay. not constantly. Well, anyway, yeah. it was kind of one of those cool things yeah. of you know Charlton Heston was there. Huh. You ever wow. meet him? Uh, Charlton Heston? No. Yeah. No. Old Chuck. Yeah. Uh, I've met a handful of people. Art Link letters. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I just I was curious about you know because yeah. I remember I was in a room with Charlton Heston, yeah, and I can't remember who, yeah, and I can't remember who it was, but they kept calling him Chuck, yeah, and I <laughs> I I just really I couldn't you know I, it was like he's sitting in this chair and it's like it's time for him to get up and he didn't hear him and I was like yeah. well if somebody says stand up Chuck I'm gonna really lose my cookies you know yeah stand up chuck get it oh gosh that's what i was thinking in my head i'm not kidding my head is a weird place mark (laughs) we know this i know but it's like i just need to get out of the way sometimes oh gosh and i kept looking to see if he really was wearing a toupee oh instead of it instead of yeah because you know i'm I'm not an autograph guy but instead of thinking about you know getting and i'm not a you know let's take a picture together kind of guy but yeah yeah, i just kept looking for weird stuff but i you know (laughs) I don't know why. So I'm watching this Planet of the Apes movie yesterday thinking, why didn't I try to hang out with him more, you know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag Show. And Mark, yes. when you see a story, okay, that has Big Snake yeah. in, the, uh, in the headline, do you get squirrely or are you like, yep, got to see it? Got to check this one out. I eats the latter. I got to check okay. it out. Got to check yeah. it out. Now, our buddy Mikey, snakes? Yeah. No. No snakes. Really? None. No. <gasps> Mike Eccles is not a snake man. No. He and snakes. That's his kryptonite. That's his kryptonite. It sure oh is. Oh, my. You you know what? I am so glad you told me that. Because I've never... I Mike is Mike is a man's man. Yes, I is. mean, yep. he is a good man. I'm so thankful that yep. God has allowed him to be in our life. But now that I know that, Mark... Yep. The only good I might snake be making... is a dead snake to Mike. That's oh. it. <laughs> oh, so. you know, I am such a child when it comes to this. I, all I'm thinking I, of are all the pranks. All I I'm can just say, thinking, of... I, and I know that, and I want to warn you, you talk about me packing, Mike packs. <laughs> so <laughs> if you decide to go rubber snake on Mike, that rubber snake's going to have a hole in it. I'm just telling you. Okay. All right? All right. Just warning you. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Or it may be in multiple pieces by the time sure. he gets through. Gotcha. <laughs> well, a Louisiana man, you know, shouldn't that be a category like Florida man? Because we've had so many stories yeah. <laughs> from Louisiana. Yeah. A Louisiana man busted for allegedly trying to enter a neighbor's apartment at 2 a.m. Explained to police that, quote, a big snake told him to open the victim's door and go inside. That's according to the arrest affidavit. On a related note. 52-year-old Jesse Terry also reportedly told arresting officers he'd smoked crack within the last hour. No. (laughs) No No. joke. (laughs) Come on. Terry was uh, collared after police responded to the West Monroe residence of a woman who reported that Terry attempted to open the back door to her apartment. During the police questioning, Terry, who lives near the victim's residence, reportedly spoke of his recent crack use and how he was told to open the woman's door and enter her home by a big snake. The reptile in question is not further described in the arrest affidavit. Terry was booked into the local jail for unauthorized entry of an inhabited dwelling, a felony, and disturbing the peace, a misdemeanor. The affidavit notes that Terry was a has or has a lengthy criminal history. You think? Gee, really? Well, <laughs> the snake. You know, you got to think about the guy who says this big snake told me to do it. I mean. 
Maybe he was going the Bible route. I, I was looking for an apple. And the snake said, the apple is in the other apartment. That's where you need to go. So basically, it's the Flip Wilson, Geraldine, the devil made me do it. Oh, is that it? And the Man. whole time I'm thinking, if it had been a moose, we might have accepted it. You know, <laughs> moose, out front, moose out front told me to do it. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, as we... In the holiday season, you know, Christmas uh, brings out the best in most people. Mm. And um, I hope, at least I hope it does. <laughs> I'd hate to think. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, um, I bring that out because uh, a lot of people will go to church uh, in the month of December and sometimes the first part of January when maybe they don't go all the time. They, yeah. they think about it, think I ought to go. And um, the sad reality is that Anytime a church is in the news, the media loves to latch onto it. Oh, and yeah. especially if money is involved, yeah. um, you will have some politicians that claim churches should not be tax exempt. Mm. And the reason I point all this out is right now, as we head into Christmas, where, again, many people will be going to church uh, when they might not go at other times of the year. And this will be a source of conversation because. Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston yep. had a robbery several years ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And maybe that money has been found. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. They're, they're investigating. Yeah. A plumber working at Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston found a large sum of money hidden inside a wall. Seven years after $600,000 was reported stolen during a break-in. The plumber who identified himself only is Justin called into the KILT FM morning show to recount how he found envelopes full of cash and checks inside a wall while doing work at the Lakewood church, which is led by Osteen and his wife, Victoria. He said, there was a loose toilet in the wall and we removed the tile. We went to go remove the toilet and I removed some insulation, moved some insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> the Lakewood church confirmed the discovery in a statement provided to K H O U T V. The amount of the discovery money or discovered money was not disclosed. Um, their statement says uh, recently while repair work was being done at Lakewood church an undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found Lakewood immediately notified the Houston police department and is assisting them in their investigation. Lakewood has no further comment at this time. <laughs> of course they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was uh, March of 2014 when the $600,000 was reported stolen. Now during the, break I did look, I did look into this over yeah. the weekend and, um, because the, the actual, uh, uh, the plumbing work was being done around November 10th through the 12th, around that area. Yeah. Anyway, the checks apparently are dated to that time of March of 2014. Right, yeah. Um, they still are, like, this is an investigation that is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the guy called a, reg, uh, a morning show cracks yeah. me up, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just the guy, the radio people are like, what? Wait a minute. Okay, this is a true story, right? Okay. You know, plumbing nightmares. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're still trying to figure out everything that went on. But even without all the facts, just this story coming mm -hmm. in from a plumber and, you know, being backed up by the police saying we're investigating, liberal politicians immediately are like, they get so much money and blah, blah, blah. They need oh, to. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it just, it boggles the mind how right. that's the immediate leap. I was just thinking, okay, somebody went to all that trouble, you know, to 
steal the money, mm-hmm. but then they put it in the wall. I yeah. mean, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what was going on there. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. If you, even if it's just the envelopes, okay, yeah. 500 envelopes. And what was your point? I mean, you took. The, were you planning on coming back later to get it? Yeah. I mean, was this like buried treasure? You know, you, uh, you there, were. There's so many possibilities. You know, yeah. somebody who worked there could have been stashing it. You know, oh, you know, over a period of time, somebody, the, whoever stole it at that time, they reported it as a burglary, and maybe they just it was an inside job and somebody stashed it in the wall thinking I'll come back and get it, you right. know, but, it, and then thought better of it. Yeah. Maybe so, you know, wow. There's so many I ways it could play out. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it, <laughs> again, my first, when it, you know, the thing is when I first saw the headline before I read the article, okay. Yeah. I thought they're stashing cash in the walls. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting. I mean, they're stashing cash in the wall. Let's look. And yeah. that's when I read it. I'm like, okay, this isn't as crazy as it sounds then. Yeah, right. <laughs> apparently, if, the, apparently the safe upstairs from the restroom has a hole in the bottom. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but the, the other part of this is, you know, the guy called the show because he wanted a reward. That was the whole thing. And really? so, yeah, he wanted a re- and he's really complaining about this. He said uh, that, you know, because crime stalkers, when the crime was originally reported, they had a $25,000 uh, reward yeah. for information leading to the recovery or arrest. And hmm. now the, uh, oh, uh, limit, oh, what do you call it? The, the statute uh, of limitations. Thank you very yeah. much. It has already run out on that particular crime. Wow. And so crime stoppers will, will not pay it. And so the you know they've announced well Crime Stoppers won't but the church can give you a reward or whatever yeah and yeah, it's like yeah. so anyway but the guy is really being vocal about well I should get something you know I didn't mm. keep it I could have kept it. I could have put that in my pocket and gone on uh, thinking well uh huh yeah anyway <laughs> yeah <I'm, laughs> nothing would have been thought fishy about that at all no, so how'd you get I, the new truck and the new bass boat and the new house yeah. <laughs> huh where'd all that money come from huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so. We'll see. We'll continue to see the uh, after effect of this story. I am curious now, you know, yeah. as to what's going to happen. But anyway, so money found in the bathroom at the church. I I'm guessing might be time to look at other walls, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life all day long. Also, the daily Bible reading. Uh, you can join today and just start reading along it's a uh, an actual uh process to read the bible in a year right and it's put together in a very uh, entertaining and enlightening way and you'll enjoy it you can either join now and just pick up you know where we are or you know start january 1st whatever you want to do just you know what open the bible start reading it's a good yeah. day you know yeah, that's right all right mark a TSA agent has uh, found something in Charleston, South Carolina at the airport. <laughs> something you wouldn't expect, but hello. Authorities <laughs> say an employee at Charleston International Airport was arrested after a stolen gun was found in her bag by TSA agents. The Charleston County Aviation Authority arrested 18-year-old Amari Damia Ancrum of North Charleston. A report on the incident states that Ancrum claimed that she found the gun and forgot that it was in her bag when TSA agents spotted the weapon during an x-ray exam. Hmm. Oh, I got to come back to that. She was charged with unlawful carrying of a weapon and possession of a stolen gun. It started on Tuesday afternoon last week. Officers responded to the TSA checkpoint on a firearm found in an employee's bag. Officers spoke with a TSA supervisor who said while screening items with the x-ray machine, another TSA agent saw a gun in a clear plastic bag. 
the woman, huh. the weapon that is, was identified as a Taurus 9mm with a magazine containing 11 rounds and an empty chamber. The owner of the bag was identified as Ancrum, who works for Dunkin' Donuts at the airport. <laughs> she told okay. authorities she found the gun Monday at the Speedway gas station on Ashley Phosphate. Uh, investigators also spoke with a co-worker who said that Ancrum was intending to sell the gun. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hmm. she's, she, she didn't, she forgot it was in her bag. Right. You know how heavy these things are? Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's not like yeah. it weighs 20 pounds, but it's enough. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big piece of metal in your bag. And so but you've got a coworker claiming that, you know, she was planning on selling the gun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was inside of a plastic yeah. bag inside of basically in a Ziploc bag in the, in her purse. A clear so, plastic bag. Why? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it was oily and she got something on her hands and said, I'm not putting that in my purse with that. You know, <laughs> but I, you know, I, yeah, she was going to sell it. She found it, and she was going to yeah. sell it. And mm-hmm. I think they didn't say somewhere it was a stolen bag. It's a, yeah. a stolen gun, yeah. Stolen gun. So, so if you're wondering where criminals get guns to commit crimes with, mm-hmm. here's, your, here's your sign. <laughs> right. Well, North Charleston is a, uh, a fairly high crime area in, mm-hmm. in some parts of it. Um, having, uh, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with Charleston and the yeah. whole area. Yeah. And the bottom line is when you she says she forgot about it, mm-hmm. but a coworker says she was intending to sell it. So uh-huh. yeah, so you there's know, a lie. Yes, <laughs> but the, here's the thing, Mark is you know in this day and age where so many things are on video, right? Yeah, you if she claims she found the gun at a uh, gas station at the Speedway gas station, mm-hmm. well, probably what day did you find it? Yeah. Okay, let's go back there and roll the tape. You give it, you know, they're gonna yeah. find out, and if they do see, the thing is. Do you pick up a gun you just see laying around? No. <laughs> and if you did pick up a gun, would it be after you called the police saying, hey, there's a gun laying out over here? I wouldn't I touch mean, it, period. No. No. Or you would tell somebody, you would tell the Speedway gas mm-hmm. station, hey, man, there's a gun over here, dude. Yeah. I mean, at no point in time would it occur to me to pick up an item like a gun. Yeah. And go off with it. Yeah. What if that gun, let's say she, that she's telling the truth, Mark. Let's yeah, just yeah. say for the sake of argument, that gun was used in a murder. Mm-hmm. Now you have the gun. I mean, that's why criminals leave guns uh-huh. at the scene of the crime. You know, you have the gun. Oh, well. Your fingerprints are now all yes. over that there, gun. There you go. Hello. Prove, yeah, Prove you didn't do it. liferadio.fm the mark and max show it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood it is december but we're wearing shorts <laughs> <laughs> what is with i mean I a week ago we've gotten an overnight lows in the 20s oh yeah and now it's back it's going to be in the 70s and we've got rain <laughs> it's just oh yeah loving it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was looking at the extended forecast for the area that we live in and you know like tomorrow high of 54 yeah but then yeah. by friday back into the mid 70s yeah. so there you go but welcome to the weather roller coaster but that's <laughs> why we like it here you know yeah. it's a, you can experience in you know the biggest well not now but one of the biggest snore 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 <laughs> wow okay dave let's play this right anyway one of the biggest snowstorms you know that happened was in what march of 93 yeah and when it had like the week before it happened. And I mean, we're talking like the days leading up to that. It was like 78 degrees. Mm-hmm. 
it was springtime, you know, but, yeah. and it was like 78 degrees. And then two days later, there's, you know, two feet of snow on the ground. So <laughs> it was you crazy. Know, go figure. And yeah. everybody's saying, ah, there's no way this is going to amount yep. to anything. One person, one person who's saying, this is, you got to watch this. You, this gonna, this has the potential of being something awful. This is going to be really weird. Keep an eye on it. It was James Spann. Ah, there you go. Everybody said, oh, Spann, you're nuts. <laughs> so that's where Spanny actually picked it all up. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, he was right. right about the blizzard. Uh, if you're listening outside of the area, and I know many of you are, but James Spann is a, uh, yeah, a weatherman who has yeah. been huge in the Birmingham area for 30 years, maybe yeah. longer. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, because yeah, I'm not that old. I don't remember. I don't, you know, and he's on anyway, radio, he's on radio stations everywhere. Yes. Who knows where you are? You may, you, you, if you're, unless maybe you're in the UK listening or Canada, you may, you may have James Spann as your radio meteorologist where you live. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had, they, they have, uh, have, they're talking snowstorms and blizzards in Hawaii. Really? Yeah. The, the mountains, the volcanoes, the mountains are really, really tall and they get snow. Hmm. You don't think about snow in Hawaii, but, no. but they are having, they're having a blizzard situation in Hawaii. Well, you know, the only reason I even know about snow in Hawaii is years ago, you and I did a story about it and looking into that story, found out that there is a place, you know, yeah. Hawaii does have, you know, mountains that are high and things like that. Yep. But now they're talking about blizzard conditions. That's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. It's weird. You When you think of Hawaii, you think of yeah. beaches, you think of blue water, you think mm-hmm. of palm trees, you do not think of penguins no. and snow. You just no, not, the, not the normal thing unless it's no. a Disney movie, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I told you, I got hooked on this uh, show about um, homestead, you know, people yes. and uh, homestead recovery. Anyway, one of the ones they did uh, was on Hawaii, and that was fascinating to, to watch. And, you know, just because Hawaii is a beautiful place. Yeah. And, you know, I because I'm an idiot, I don't know all the, <laughs> uh, you know, I. I know that Hawaii has several different islands that mm-hmm. are associated, that are considered the entire state, right? Right. But, you know, we tend to think of the big island as Hawaii, and, mm. you know, I don't, I couldn't tell you because I just don't know enough right, about yeah. it. Right. But in this particular case, you know, they were these homesteaders in Hawaii, and I'm like, isn't it really expensive? Isn't land incredibly expensive in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I, I just don't... <sighs> When I think of somebody homesteading and getting off the grid, sort of a thing yeah. like in Hawaii, I think of, okay, I'm going to build out away from everything and to get right. to my house, you're going to have to go down a dirt road yeah. and things like that. And when I think of that, I think of, of scenes that I have seen shot from the air of homes mm-hmm. like that have, that have been built that are surrounded by lava flows, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. The, where the road is gone now, you can't get to the house right. anymore because of the lava flows. <laughs> yep. And you know, if you go close and if you've got a good enough camera on that uh, thing, you might be able to find a tiki doll that needs to be put back in the cave, you know, to solve everything. Or those ooh. Brady kids. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Always a pleasure to be here. And a couple of minutes ago, Mark, when we were talking about uh, Hawaii and just the different stuff there, I mentioned uh, that when I've started watching that Homestead Re- Recovery or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Homestead and, Rescue, is, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. It's on uh, one of the Discovery Plus things. Anyway, right, yeah. it's a fascinating show. And it's like any other, um, you know, fake true story stuff you know it's it's you know. reality tv yeah right i mean some of it's real and some of it's not it just yeah. it depends you know anyway i i told you off air I, i'm just amazed at how people will make a decision 
when they're really not prepared for it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I'm thinking before you do this, you should actually own a home, yeah. you know, a regular home in a regular neighborhood where you have access to a lot of help before you determine I'm going to go and build a house where there is no water, is no electricity. And I'm in the middle of nowhere with no help yeah. before you do that. You might want to try to just, you know, owning a home where you have to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big burden if you're uh, until you get used to it. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, I'm just shocked at uh, some young people who, I, hey, I admired their idea of living off grid, but they they really don't know what it entails. And part of that is the lies that they've bought into because um, they're being like, I'll use one thing, for example, and that is solar power. Mm. If you don't really understand how solar power works and how it effective, how you can use it. Um, you're going to make some mistakes. Okay. Uh, The vice president, vice president Harris actually was talking to military people talking about solar power and how much better out in the field, you know, if you're in the field of battle that wouldn't it be better to just be able to carry this rolled up solar panel and take it with you, you know, instead of having to carry all those heavy batteries and everything, just take this one panel wrap, hike into wherever you need to go, unroll it. And you've got power. She believes that. Okay. So many and, people do. Right. That's the thing. She's the vice president of the United States of America. She's the vice. Pre- when Biden went under the knife a couple of weeks ago for a brief moment in time, she actually had the powers of the presidency in her hands. Right. And she believes that a solar panel can be mm-hmm. unveiled and you have immediate power. Yeah. It isn't how it works. No. And. The bad part is that so many people do believe that because they don't yeah. look into it. Yeah. So you have people doing, making decisions about, oh, I'll, I'll go out and live off the grid. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If you really could, un, you know, have a solar panel like that, that would it just, hey, I'm going to plug in my radio and there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't we all be doing that? Yes. Wouldn't they I be mean, everywhere? Wouldn't you be? Right. Yeah. Everybody be buying them. And it's just not how it works. That's the crazy thing is that, you know, I watch these people who uh, who live in vans, right? right. These van yeah. life people, mm-hmm. and they Love all it. have solar panels on their roofs. And they do that because <clears throat> you have you have a big bank of batteries in the yes. thing for, for cooking and heat right. and stuff like that. And you have to keep them charged. And, right. and without exception, every one of them that said, yeah, solar power has mm-hmm. eventually run a line to the alternator. Yeah. in the motor to yeah. keep their yeah. batteries charged because the solar power to. doesn't do it. And one of those couples, uh, a Canadian couple, uh, because of COVID, ended up coming off the road. They bought a cabin on a lake somewhere in Canada, and uh, they started building. And this is this is what I, I this is the first thing I thought of when you started talking about off the mm-hmm. grid is uh, is these two people they decided right. they're working on this cabin. It was a lake house, you know, one of those right. places that you go in the summer. You take yeah. your family and go swimming, but you don't live right. there. Right. So, well, they're going to live there. So they've got to make it into an actual house, not just a place you go camp for a few days at the lake. And so they do all this work on it. They build a big deck outside. They build this big, massive series of steps going down to the lake decks all along the way down the down the way so they can sit down and have tea in the morning and all this stuff. And they they do all this building. They've done electrical work. They've done water. They've done all this stuff. And finally, somebody says, "Um, do you have permits for any of this? There you go. Yeah, the county comes out Bless and shuts hearts. them completely down because they never once thought maybe I should see oh. if I should get permits for building. Oh. Yeah, it's so sad, so sad. But you know, the bottom line, like yeah. everything else, is you learn certain things yes. through experience, uh-huh. and you know, you just can't jump out there. And I will tell you, just 
one last little sidebar. Mm-hmm. If solar power worked the way liberals claim, and and I not just liberals, but those who don't bother to learn, right? You know, they just think this sounds like a great idea. It does, you know. And I believe in alternative energy. I believe that there there's some merit to it, and I believe in that. But whenever we get into this discussion, I find out how many people really don't know how it works, and. Yeah. If you don't know how it works, how can you get behind something like that? Yeah. Um, like, you know what? Wind power is another one, you know, the windmill. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you know that it actually, to build the windmills, okay, you have to use natural gas and oil and things like that <laughs> yeah, to create yeah. the energy necessary to make these things. Yeah. And right now, you know, we're building them. There are companies that are getting basically being underwritten by you and me. Yeah. Um, but to build these windmills, that the windmill will never pay for itself no it won't it's going to take more energy to make it than that windmill can produce in its lifetime yeah so it's it's as less it's worse than a zero-sum game (laughs) and so just all i'm saying is i believe in it i know there's a uh, there is some really cool stuff out there but this isn't it it doesn't work like there's a lot of stuff possible but we're just not there yet yes Mark and Mac Mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show and the soundtrack for your life all day long. I had a, a good time doing some work Saturday afternoon in the yard, Mark. Yeah. And but yeah, I had a good time because I was listening to Life Radio. Oh, good. And it's like any other thing that you can do, you know, while you're working in the yard or whatever. You know, if you keep your mind occupied, it, does, it feels like less work. Right. Or it does for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And I I was just, what I was actually doing is I was testing our signal, how it would, you know, work in terms of uh, the the phone and how I'm in the yard. Yeah, and yeah. It was just phenomenal. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just listening for that. It was so much more. It was really awesome to just, as I'm working, hearing this positive reinforcement of what I believe. and. Mm-hmm motivating me while I'm, I'm anyway, I, I felt so good when I got done. I was like, Oh, come on. You know, I don't, I don't want to be done yet. I got more time. Anyway, when you're online as much as we are, you can see some funny stuff too. And and when, when you see a story about a mom Mm -hmm. accidentally posting her baby for sale, (laughs) I'm, I'm thankful that mom, the, the second word in the headline is accidentally, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a British mom who thought she posted pictures of a brown sofa she was putting up for sale. She didn't she didn't realize that she also included baby Oscar smiling yeah. in the post. 20-year-old Lucy posted the picture of her 7-month-old on her local fake uh, Facebook, almost said fake book. Mark, stop <laughs> that. For sale uh, for sale group and didn't realize her mistake until it received hundreds of comments. She, she said she finally told Leeds Live, the news organization, I just somehow managed to upload the wrong photo when I was choosing them from my camera roll. And unfortunately, it was Oscar. Wow. <laughs> Worked out, though, because one of the messages was someone actually inquiring about the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so she gets hundreds you know. of comments, and one of them is like, yeah, what about that sofa? <laughs> You know there's going to be somebody playing exact words here that wants her charged with a crime, you know, trying to sell her baby. You know that. They're oh, out there. Oh, yeah. That, and that she's going to find, yeah, she's going to find a friend of me saying, hey, hey, hey. Oh, hold on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, my grandson, Braylon, watches a lot of, uh, you know, different videos that are age appropriate. Yeah. And I have found myself being entertained by some of them, mm. especially the Lego uh, videos, that, you know, where people are building Lego things or being oh, creative yeah. with Lego things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oftentimes the people who are doing it are much older than they should be for playing with Legos, <laughs> but you know, so yeah, yeah. when you see a story with the headline, burglars steal Lego bricks, mm-hmm. I'm thinking a billion different ways that this story could go, Mark. Yeah, you just don't know. Well, German police are looking for witnesses after burglars broke through the wall of a toy store to steal dozens of Lego sets. The burglars left about 100 empty cardboard boxes behind. There's a huge market for Legos, and a collector who runs a website dedicated to Legos says that's why there are organized thefts of these famous toys. Police across the globe have been investigating Lego thefts. Earlier in the year, a man was arrested in Oregon. Remember, we told that story and charged with stealing about 7,500 bucks worth of the toy sets. Remember, he was stealing them and selling them to someplace, somebody else yeah. who was selling them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the toy store owner went in that store and went, hey, those are mine. Those are mine. <laughs> There's a lot of money in Legos, especially ones that come out in limited editions. And soon become like uh, collector's items. And in France, police were investigating an international Lego crime ring. La Parisienne reported that the thieves were part of a gang that would stay in hotels near Paris, drive around in an Audi, and raid toy stores for valuable Lego sets to resell in Poland. <laughs> My goodness! <laughs> yes, that's 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 the jackal. He's the uh, the head of that mm. international Lego ring. Wow. Of all the things, you know, you end up in prison over this one, dude. You better come up with a better story for what you sold. Stole. <laughs> Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show every morning from uh, 6 till 10. And then, you know, great music all day long. Uh, we call it the soundtrack for your life. And it really does fit. It'll put you in a better mood, especially, you know, now you get a little frustrated, you know, between work and mm. getting ready for the, you know, for Christmas and everything else. It can be a little stressful, you yeah. know? Yeah. It so can. just tune out, tune in kind of thing. All there right. You go. Bullets in a toaster sounds like a new Broadway play, man. It doesn't it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the name of a punk band. I don't know. They're bullets in a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> good work. Greenwood, North Carolina's police officers, along with the Greenwood City Fire Department and Greenwood County Emergency Services, responded to the scene where they were advised that possible gunshots had been heard at Morningside Assisted Living Facility. Oh, no. Officers found a small fire inside one resident's room. The resident was found unconscious and taken to the hospital to be treated for apparent smoke inhalation. Officials said it appeared the fire started because the resident placed several rounds of ammunition into a toaster oven, causing the ammunition to discharge and making employees believe that a shooter was on the property. The fire was quickly extinguished and appears to have been contained to the resident's room. According to officers, no other injuries were reported. (laughs) All the residents were safely accounted for by the staff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, okay. we can laugh about it now but hey <laughs> this is me and you know, when my family when my kids put me away this is me i'm gonna be that guy i almost can guarantee it you know, you know we see dad more now than we ever did because he's constantly causing trouble down at the home <laughs> yep you put me away this is what's gonna happen i i you know well you're sitting around there all you wake up in the morning going okay what's the big event of the day get into the bathroom okay then i'm gonna have some fun you know <laughs> 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. And, you know, the yeah. Christmas vacation movie. Yes. That was kind of the comeback because when they did the first Griswold vacation movie where they went to Wally World, mm-hmm. that was a big hit. Yeah. They followed that up with European vacation. Yeah, not so good. Mm, yeah. Not so good. Yeah. And it, it probably only got the money it got. Um, in the, at the beginning, just because it was the sequel, right? And right, people were like, yeah. but then word of mouth and it, yeah. so they came back with Christmas vacation and oh my goodness, that was, that's one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in many people, they think it is. I like Vegas vacation. Yeah. I like all of them except for that second Euro vacation. But anyway. Yeah. In the movie Christmas vacation, Clark W. Griswold <laughs> is setting a record or trying to with the lights. It's yes. a big big part of the story you know yes. <laughs> and is your house on fire <laughs> no. how many lights did he say it was when I he does remember. the announcement it's like two hundred and fifty thousand. uh it's a bunch twinkling lights <laughs> yes yeah, something like that <laughs> the twinkly lights aren't twinkling that's right yes <laughs> well noticing there's a new york family yeah who have gone so far with their lights as to have set a guinness world record they have 601,736 christmas lights on their property Holy moly. Actually, that was in 2014. I, 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 I made a mistake. Now they have 687,000 lights on their property. Tim Gay of uh, LaGrangeville, whose family first set the record for the most lights on a residential property with 346,283 Christmas lights in 2012, before topping it with their 2014 display, said the latest version uh, of the holiday lights display, which is called the Erdached, E-R-D-A. JT holiday lights display. It's named for his kids' initials. That's what it is. It, it features 687,000 lights. He said, going all out for Christmas is a tradition he inherited from his mother. Quote, I grew up in a family of eight children, and she made the holidays magical for the whole family. Wow. From Thanksgiving to New Year's, it was like Grand Central Station in our house. It was very special to us. The, famu- the family's annual light display serves as a fundraiser for local charities, including the Union Vale Fire Department's community <laughs> fund. Gay said he's hoping to collect $500,000 with this year's show. Wow. Yeah. You know, Mark, there are, every community has, you know, somebody who really does go mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. And, uh, I think I, I love it. I love to go and look at them. And I, I, my first thought of, I should do that for my kids. Right. And I got to the point where I, I would each year it got a little short. I should do that. For, I should, I no. you know, it's too much work. Yeah. It's just, there's no way. Cause not only is it getting them all up there, yeah. but taking them all down oh, and oh my goodness. Yeah. So I really admire those people who really do go out of their way mm. to create this magical event because yeah. I don't have to now. I just drive my kids by it. You know? I, uh, we looked at Christmas lights the other night we were out and it's just, and now it made me want to get back out again because we really? were just noticing them as we were passed by. Oh, look at that street there. Oh, you can tell there's some competition going down that way, you know? And so now <laughs> I want to get back out and drive up and down those streets and see all the lights because it really was something. Now there was a there was a family in Arkansas back in the mid eighties had a huge from from the huge from the mid eighties to sometime in the early nineties they had this amazing thing and finally they had to take it down. The Osborne family they uh, oh. they ended up taking it down because the neighbors finally said, "All right, that's enough. Planes are trying to <laughs> land. I mean, it's this is crazy." And so Disney bought it from them. 
and what? Uh, yeah, well, Disney Disney took all those lights and they decorated the streets of New York because at the Disney Studios it was a working movie studio at one time, and they had this whole area that's this like the streets of New York where they would shoot scenes with the building facades and such, and they decorated right. that whole. They took all those lights and covered that whole area with those lights. Wow! And they had they had a globe that spun the peace on earth thing, angels hanging in the sky, Merry Christmas, a Christmas tree that was I want to say it was seventy feet tall, something oh like that. Oh my! Yeah, it's, I'm looking at it now. It's a seventy foot tall Christmas tree, and uh, and and then they they took it down. That ran for twenty years, by the way, at Disney World, and wow. then they they took it down to remodel that part of the park. That's where that's where Star Wars Land in is is and all that stuff now, and. Um, I wondered for a long time what happened to all those lights. I mean, that you know, that many Christmas lights, all those decorations don't just disappear. <laughs> no. Know? And don't. then a few weeks ago, I saw a video of somebody who was down in the Orlando area to see uh, this village where they, it's a children's village where they take people who they are from troubled homes and places like that. And it's a place that called Give Kids the World. And that's where the lights are now. All wow. the houses are decorated, covered with Christmas lights. And they do a thing every uh, in the in the wintertime now, Christmas season, where you can go down and you can pay and go and see the Christmas lights down there to wow. help raise funds for the kids. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show holiday season festivities underway. As we uh, count it down to the most amazing, spectacular, uh, incredible day. Festivus. That's it. (laughs) That one day of the year where the entire world joins together and looks for a pole. You know? I knew that's where you were going. Hey, happy Festivus, everyone. (laughs) See? (laughs) It's the one day where regardless of where you live or what you do or what you think or, you know, anything, Mm -hmm. it's Festivus for the rest of us. So there you go. It has... You know, no tinsel because that's distracting. And, you I got know. some real problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> the feats of strength. The airing so, of the grievances. <laughs> I love it. You know, we, we will be celebrating Festivus. But it is the one holiday that everybody in the world, for whatever, could do if they choose to. And it, mm. that one uniting moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> December 23rd, right? Oh, gosh. Yes. December yeah. 23rd. All right. <laughs> now, Mark created this montage uh, for Christmas vacation years ago and now a california man Mm. is sparring with the city yeah over national lampoon's christmas vacation display Mm. i can understand being a fan but wow this guy ever since jeff norton of la mirada saw the movie national lampoon's christmas vacation when he was 15 he was an instant fan. Norton collected memorabilia, celebrating the 1983 chevy chase comedy for years and four years ago wait a minute that didn't come out in 83. That was the first vacation that came out in 83. Okay, well, they got the date wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, you know right. what? Yeah. If you're going to get it wrong, buddy, don't get it wrong on something we know about. <laughs> and four years ago, he paid the movie what could be the ultimate seasonal comp- uh, compliment. He turned his house into the Griswold Christmas house display for the holidays. This year, Norton took the tribute a detailed sweating step further. He added a mock second floor to his display (laughs) on Galva Drive to make his home look even more like the house in the holiday comedy. La Mirada City officials were not amused. They are telling him to take it down and could cite him, which could result in hundreds of dollars in fines for him. 
It's just a prop, he declared in response. The second story is not real. It's not functional. It's just made up to look like the movie. It's no more elaborate than a blow-up Santa Claus. It's just it's just part of my display. <laughs> I want him to have some I want him to have someone come out and explain to me why they're doing all this. It seems ridiculous. Well, in an email, La Mirada uh, City Manager Jeff Boynton said Norton does a great job with his display. The city last year gave him its Holiday Home Decorating Award, but Good. added that the structure on the roof could be dangerous. Quote, the city is concerned the unpermitted ah! second story structure could potentially cause unintended injuries or property damage to members of the public if it were to become detached from the roof. There are no concerns with the other holiday decorations. Norton said his structure is like plastic fabric and lightweight. He doesn't use any plywood. Boynton said he's still concerned, saying reindeer and Santa Claus on roofs are usually inflatables made of fabric and air and likely pose little risk or harm. The city staff observed the property owner using lumber and other building materials on this structure. It certainly isn't made of fabric (laughs) and air. Well, Boynton said a follow-up inspection will be conducted within the next week, and if the structure remains, a final notice will be issued again requesting the structure be removed. So far, Norton hasn't been cited. Norton said he just wants to work with the city to resolve the debate. He says, my whole point is that we should have worked together to do whatever it took to make this safe. Thousands of people typically come to see the house, and the street is typically closed to auto traffic for non-residents during the holiday season. Wow. So it's a big deal. Okay, so with all the attention and everything else, Mm -hmm. I would be willing to bet that with a little effort, the community would come together and help him. Yeah. And make it something the city could deal with, you know, and that everybody would be happy and it would be safe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't even believe that. That's very funny, Uncle Dave. I know. I you have any more jokes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was this parrot one time. (laughs) You know, um, you know, we you're talking about that uh, montage. Hit it. We got to hit the montage and uh, and just kick back and enjoy this incredible Christmas vacation montage created by the one and only Mark Congleman. liferadio.fm the mark and max show weekday mornings great music all day long we call it the soundtrack for your life hopefully you're sharing this with others and you know uh, being the holiday season a lot of us will be in the car a little more than normal you know Mm -hmm. some shopping and things like that take us with you wherever you go and enjoy just kick back and relax mark you and i both have pets uh dogs in particular and we have talked about them on the show many, many times because they're such a part of our life. Mm. I've often wondered, you know, when I watch uh, videos on YouTube and hear people that speak a different language talking to their animals, their dogs, and I'm thinking, we all know that all dogs speak English. You know, <laughs> that's, that right, that's yeah. their primary language. Now, yeah. we know Even that in the cats, they do, yeah. well, and cats either speak English or French, and it really depends on the day of the week when they're looking at you, you know, but all dogs, all dogs, all dogs speak english Mm. so when a woman claims that she realized her adopted dog doesn't understand english i'm thinking well it's not a real dog you know it's a pretend dog well when kaylee mcgee adopted four-year-old chihuahua max from the shelter he didn't have any paperwork so she didn't know anything about his background but because he was well behaved when she took him for walks and he sits down when she gives him a treat she assumed he had some training However, Kaylee couldn't work out why Max wasn't listening to her Uh until one day when she finally figured it out. 
She shared her discovery on her TikTok account where she said, we adopted a dog two, three weeks ago, little chihuahua, four years old from the shelter. No information on him. Absolutely adorable. Super great. He sits when you have a treat in your hand, not to say, uh, uh, not when you say sit. He knows what a crate is and he walks really well on a leash. So it seems he has some training, but he won't listen to us. So we're trying to get him to sit trying to get him to do this stuff for weeks and we can't figure out why he won't listen to us. <laughs> and then they worked it out. He only understands Spanish. <laughs> well, he is a chihuahua. Well, in the next clip, she says, when she says, Max, come, he just stands there. But when <laughs> she repeats the phrase in Spanish, he walks straight over, wagging his tail. Oh, <laughs> the, ne- the same thing happens when she tells Max to sit in English. <laughs> he ignores her in Spanish. He does exactly what she says. Wow. She said, I don't speak Spanish, so I know that wasn't the best. We've been trying on Google Translate. But, no. but please, if you have any anything else, let me know, because I'd love to see how smart this cute little guy is. I just don't speak his language. Well, learn. Yeah. I mean, how many words can he know? I mean, come on. Think about the commands. What would you have to, you know, what would you have to know? It's not going to be that yeah. tough. Are you going to look at the dog and say, como se dice donut? I mean... <laughs> Talk to the dog. You know, there are all kinds of different things from Rosetta's zone to Babel. You can find a way to communicate with the dog, you know. <laughs> I would say even Google Translate's not a bad option. I mean, there's, there's only so many things you're going to have to say to the dog to get him to do what you want to do. Just learn those phrases. But when you're sharing your heart and soul with that little bedmate, I understand. It's tough, yeah. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show every now and again something will be said during the music and it stays in my head and mark you did it to me that time oh, I, got no. it. <laughs> that mental, I started that it you finished image. it yes <laughs> i'm just thinking of the cartoon you know speedy gonzalez all right all right mark a man Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, a little while ago, I made a joke. I, I was talking about Mark Congleton. I called you Congleman. Oh, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I, I know somebody's going to hit me up with this. Look, it's just an ongoing joke about how many it times is, yeah. his name has been mispronounced or missaid yeah. or even on a business card I written know. wrong. I have actually gotten it that way. It's so bad. <laughs> but the fun thing was the time was uh, we a very dear friend of Golf. the show. Very dear friend of the show, Don Hawkins. He's he's oh, he's wow. actually he actually works with the yeah. uh, what's the Inspiration Channel or something. Anyway, he's just an incredibly he's talented, a, he's, gifted, he's a, wonderful, he, godly man. Yeah, he's and he is a he is a lifelong Christian broadcasting guy. Yes, and uh, he uh, and he he befriended us yeah. in the early days of the show, and uh, there was. <laughs> We went to lunch with him, and he he insisted on taking us to lunch one day. And he's one of these people that knows everybody. everybody. Oh everybody. my word! So is there anybody in here you don't know? Oh no, uh, you know. I think we met President Bush that I day, think Mark. We I may think, have. You know, and the Pope. <laughs> everybody comes by the table. Oh hey, how are you? How are you, Sam? Listen, I want you to meet these. These are this is Mark and Mac. They're from they're from the local Christian mm-hmm. station. This is Dave uh, Dave Mac and Mark Congleman. And he interested introduced me as Mark Congleman to everybody all day. day, all all lunch time and <laughs> because we love him so you know, much i didn't want to correct him uh-huh and we, but we did laugh about it on the show the next day and 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 he never called me that again i noticed yep. <laughs> but but then that's we're we're out playing golf oh, and that's back yeah. when i'm struggling i'm so i'm, I'm having such it a was, hard time okay it's mark's <laughs> second third time golfing yes <laughs> and it's mark me 
um scott dawson, scott dawson yeah. and i think mark prater was with us that day I mean, he was in a uh, weather yeah. guy uh morning weather guy at one of the tv stations yeah. in birmingham mm. and mark's having a tough like I said, it's only the third or fourth time he's gone golfing right yeah the rest of us have golfed before you know and <laughs> some of them a lot <laughs> a lot anyway at one point mark's having a tough go of it and i'm not kidding dawson walks up to me and said hey dave <laughs> You think one of us ought to go over and give the Congleman some help? <laughs> and eh, it owned me. It just owned me. I was like, oh my gosh, that was it, the Congleman. Because from there on out, that's, you know, it is a term of affection because of where it became, where it came oh, from. But gosh. anyway, just one of those moments. And I and now yeah. I wonder, did he call me that because we told him the story or because he heard us talking about it on the show? doesn't matter either way it was funny you know very funny and the way he said it was so drop dead Uh perfect it was just wow and for you ought to be a governor someday man well he did try (laughs) i know almost but it was and i I wear it as a badge of honor now i'll just say that yeah well the thing is before that mark was telling me about how you know because congleton is pretty simple it's not that difficult okay yeah but you're like he was talking about how he got a business card and it said congleation, you know, like and it was I thought, like a medical condition or something. I know. <laughs> it's just funny. Nurse, he's you know? going into congleation. <laughs> you think that's, is that the stuff that happens with the milk when you leave it out too long? I mean, oh, well, that's just life, huh? Yes. <laughs> so I'm just Mac. That's yeah. it. Leave it alone. Yeah. So you can tell mine's not a radio name, you know, oh, yeah. it's not a broadcast. Yeah. It's not made up. It's the real thing. Yeah. And, I, and I've been living with it for all these years. Bless your heart. I feel bad for Jane. <laughs> so do I almost every day. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac show weekday mornings on life radio. FM.